This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, October 15th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Difficult to get coronavirus package before election. Hunger needs could worsen in winter. China demand propels big corn purchase. Mnuchin. Difficult to get a COVID-19 stimulus package before the election. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin and Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi expected to meet again today to continue talks over a new coronavirus stimulus package. But it will be, quote, difficult to finish before the election, Mnuchin said yesterday. The Trump administration and House Democrats are, quote, still far apart on some issues like liability protection, Mnuchin said yesterday after an hour-long meeting with the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. One major area of disagreement continues to be that the White House lacks an understanding of the need for a national strategic testing plan, said Drew Hamill, Pelosi's deputy chief of staff, in a tweet. Trump takes a bow for ethanol promise in Iowa. The Des Moines International Airport in Iowa was the latest campaign stop last night for President Donald Trump, where he used a speech to cast himself as the best choice for farmers and corn-based ethanol producers. Doubling down on a promise that gas stations won't have to install new pumps to disperse gasoline with higher 15% ethanol blends, Trump proclaimed, you can use the pumps, you don't have to go out and spend hundreds of millions of dollars on new pumps. Kudlow and Bolsonaro featured in a summit next week. The U.S. and Brazil are at odds over ethanol trade, but otherwise the countries have strengthening trade and political ties during the Trump administration. VIP representatives for both countries will be taking part in a virtual summit next week. Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro will be the keynote speaker at the event hosted by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and Larry Kudlow, director of the White House National Economic Council, will be taking part in the first day of the two-day event. It's being described as a vehicle to, quote, deepen bilateral economic cooperation in a post-pandemic world. Senator Marco Rubio of Florida, Todd Chapman, the U.S. Ambassador to Brazil, and Nestor Forster, Brazil's Ambassador to the U.S., will all be speaking on the second day of the summit. Advocates fear hunger needs could worsen as winter approaches. As winter moves in over the next few months, food advocates fear hunger needs during the COVID-19 pandemic could only worsen and urge swift passage of a relief bill in Congress. Louise Guardia, president of the Food Research and Action Center, said the pain for people experiencing hunger right now is real. The government has a role to play by boosting the benefits of programs like the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Guardia said during a bipartisan policy center webinar yesterday, we need to do something about this before it gets worse. The Feeding America analysis suggests some 54 million people could go hungry this year alone, which is up from the estimate of 37 million before the pandemic started. By the way, a newly released study funded by the Foundation for Food and Agriculture Research suggests the success of emergency food programs depends on cross-sector collaboration, supply chain adaptability, and fixing gaps in service to increased risk populations. 
China demand propels big corn purchase. The USDA announced yesterday an export sale of 420,000 metric tons of U.S. corn to China, which is a leading foreign demand for the grain amid Chinese efforts to produce more pork and chicken. The U.S. Grains Council is pleased to see continued corn purchases by China. The group's CEO, Ryan LeGrand, told AgriPulse, demand there is strong and U.S. sellers have a crop that is readily available and priced right to fill that demand. Outstanding sales of U.S. corn to China as of October 1 totaled about 8.9 million tons, according to USDA data. That amount was zero at this time last year. The USDA also announced yesterday export sales of 264,000 tons of U.S. soybeans to China. Pilgrim's Pride stock jumps on deal. Investors reacted positively to the news that Pilgrim's Pride has agreed to pay a $110.5 million fine to resolve price-fixing allegations, boosting the stock by nearly 90 cents a share, or 5.7%, after the news of the agreement broke early yesterday. The share price is still down almost 50% from the beginning of the year. The plea deal means no charges will be brought against the company, which is majority owned by GBSSA. Two former CEOs of Pilgrims have been indicted as a part of the probe. Phosphogypsum can be used in government roads, according to EPA. The Environmental Protection Agency will allow the use of phosphogypsum, a waste byproduct of phosphate manufacturing, to be used in government road construction. The decision was welcomed by the Fertilizer Institute, which made the request. TFI President and CEO Corey Rosenbush said it strengthens the industry's sustainability efforts and long-term environmental stewardship. Phosphogypsum, which emits radon gas into the atmosphere, is now disposed of in massive above-ground piles called stacks, EPA said in a press release. Each stack can span thousands of yards, be higher than a football field, and contain approximately 70 million tons of phosphogypsum. There are more than 60 stacks of phosphogypsum located in 13 different states, mostly in the southeast, EPA said in a notice to be published in the Federal Register. EPA concluded that a TFI risk assessment showed use of phosphogypsum in road construction will be at least as protective of human health in the short and long term as stacking, according to the FR notice. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, October 14th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.